1: Well, hello, I'm Eric Eastep. And I'm Scott Rively. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Scott. Scott, how are you?
0: I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, it was fun. We had some time together this week traveling and then traveling down to Medford, traveling back, which was... Yeah, fun. City on the Hill hit the road. That was, uh, yeah. I've not posted on Instagram or anything, so the world doesn't actually know, but... Well, we, I, we were... actually, actually our, our host put a... Really, I mean, we're in a beautiful building, and put a picture of the gathering on Facebook. So some oh, of the nice. world, some of the world does know. Oh, I need to.
1: I need to go find mm. that because yeah. was, was with the was it with the stained glass? Those wonderful
0: stained glass. Well, it, it had some stained glass in it, but we probably. I will just tell people. We'll describe it, mm-hmm. and then someday we'll show a picture. But exactly <laughs> the um, no, we were in this church that had a stained glass window, and the one that was directly to my left as I was kind of addressing the group. Was of a city on a hill, a shining city on the hill, and then of all things, uh, it's important not just to give you some setting. It's wintertime in Portland. I haven't seen it wasn't in Portland. No, it is wintertime in Portland right now, and and I haven't seen the sun for months. And we're down there at this thing, and then like it was like the sun comes through this stained glass window right at the shining city on the hill, and it actually was shining, and it was. Fabulous. It was pretty cool. So I got a picture of it and someday we'll share it with our friends.
1: <laughs> someday in the future or in the past, depending on when you're listening to this, who knows it's, it's on Or we'll own.
0: lose it on our phone and we'll never mention it again. We'll that's that's, that's again. how, that's how pictures go <laughs> on my phone. So,
1: Oh my goodness. Well, that that's uh some potential good things on social media. What else have you been seeing? And oh, there's always
0: good things on social media. <laughs> well, yeah, you're so skeptical, Eric. I am so skeptical. <laughs> Well, it just depends what they're good for, is the thing. And uh, somebody sent me, yesterday somebody sent me a video that um, made me wonder about whether or not what this person said was true. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll play for you and then I'll pose my question. How's that?
1: Okay, so we'll get a little, this is like new technology, we'll get a little play of
0: this video. Launch an exchange. The exchange technology failed. Things went downhill. And from that point forward, we've just, been, we've just been waiting on the Lord literally for a miracle. So the charges are that Caitlin and I pocketed $1.3 million. And I just want to come out and say that those uh, charges are true. So there's been $1.3 million that's been taken out of, I think it was a total of 3.4 million. But out of that 1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. It went to a home remodel the Lord told us to do. So that's, I think, the statement that I wonder. Now, is that true? How would I know that it's true that the Lord told him to do a home remodel? That's a great question. That's
1: basically the trump card. You can't. It's hard to—if <sighs> God told me—
0: now you can't question, you know, I mean, that, that really is just, this is like a pastoral pet peeve. Now. I mean, I, I was, I was posing a different question a moment ago. Now you've right now, you just set me off, but <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Take a breath. But nonetheless, if you want to, if you want to give, uh, if you want to sound coercive or sound manipulative, tell people the Lord told you to do this mm. and then wh- how is somebody going to argue with that? Right. And so th- that's the thing. And, and it could be the Lord. And in this context could be the Lord told me to vote for somebody the t- Lord told me to post this on social media. The Lord told me to, you know, whatever. And it just makes, it, it's, does it sounds like it's designed anyway, to make whatever you did beyond question mm. and that is a crazy maker for me. And I hear it all the time. I mean, the the Lord told, uh, well, I was at a pastor's gathering earlier and it was the Lord told, told me to take the church in this direction. Pastors just don't get to say that, I don't think. I mean, we think this is the best way. Wisdom <clears throat> tells us this seems like a strategic right. choice for our church, uh, you know, given all the this factors, this option. seems like the best. But the Lord told me is like, boom, done, right? Who would oppose that? Only the people who don't want to do what the Lord wants to do. Mm -hmm. And that's just, anyway, I'm sorry. This guy set me off with that comment. And I thought it was me. (laughs) I'm sorry. You set me off the Lord. The Lord told me to go off. Doesn't matter who said it, right? (laughs) That's it. But anyway, the Lord told me to go off The question, the question that we're thinking about today, has nothing to do with what the Lord. The, the question the Lord told us to <laughs> talk about today. Oh heavens! I hope I hope I don't just get struck by lightning for saying that. We really did want to talk about how do you know it's true? Right. Whether the Lord told you or not, how do you know it's true? Mm-hmm. And the The reason for that is this video is just the most recent. Somebody gave me that yesterday.
1: Just an example.
0: It's just an example. Um, But all kinds of when when you're talking about uh, trying to have a a family conversation with another uh, brother or sister in the Lord about something that is uh, political or something that's in the news, uh, one of the things that happens all the time is that they've read something you haven't read or they they have a source you don't have or they mm. know something you don't know and it's sometimes that just changes the whole thing for them and and i mean i've found myself flat-footed so many times because somebody has something that i you know, i've never seen that never heard that never occurred to me that that could possibly in any universe be true mm. yet they've heard it and they believe it and i'm thinking what am i going to do with this and so Uh, one of the things that I struggle with is, okay, then how do I know if what they said is true? I mean, maybe in, in, I'm just the one in the wrong universe, Mm -hmm. maybe it is true. And how am I going to figure that out? And so that's kind of what we want to talk about today is how are we going to know what's true And particularly when you get false news or when you suspect something's false or, or, or maybe worse of all, when you don't suspect it's false, Mm -hmm. you suspect it's true. How do you know Mm -hmm. that it is true then?
1: Yeah. So, well, and the reason this is an issue is that especially in political, this sphere, this political sphere, all these types of things, news in particular, um, there's a lot of sources on the left who send out a bunch of garbage to increase their click rate and to raise money and to sell things and to make you believe something. So that's why this is an issue. And also. Okay, two reasons. Two reasons. There's a lot of sources on the right who send out a bunch of garbage to increase their click rate and to raise money or sell something or make you believe something. So whatever side of the checker game you like to be on, you are going to be inundated by things that um, the goal is not to show you the truth. It's, to, it's something else. So there's a bunch of stuff out there that you need to weed through and to parse and make sure that you can evaluate, is this true? There's a bunch of stuff.
0: So you, you said it on either side. Now there, I think there are two factors that will, uh, make this, uh, at least it seems obvious to me if for some reason I gave money to something Mm. on the right or the left, Mm -hmm. uh, other people find that out and then you get a bunch of the similar kinds of things all telling kind of the same story. Now you got a bunch of things coming in your mouth that that tell the same story. Right. Or you made the mistake of reading an article uh, online or looking at a video online, and then you have a trusty algorithm that says, oh, I can give you more of this and you'll stay online mm-hmm. some more. And see, either one of them essentially is an algorithm in real life when you give money or right. online, and the, and it continues to feed you the same kinds of things, which makes it harder and harder to mm-hmm. realize or to discern what is true. Mm-hmm. And well, that, and
1: in either way, there is an algorithm. Either you've paid your attention and you've looked at something and right. th- this has happened with something, even dumb things. Everyone's done this where they're looking for a screwdriver or looking up cold plunges on the Internet, which I've done before. And then all of a sudden, all of your advertisement is... Cold plunges everywhere. And you wonder, how do they know how that? How do I know that? Because I, I paid my attention to them. Or it could be you paid money and I I ran, I ran for office. I know how this works. If you give $5, you are on a list somewhere and people can pay for those lists of people mm-hmm. who have been willing to give their money in the past. And then you will be inundated by usually things that elicit fear and give you more reason to give your money. And if all of a sudden everything you see as all this reasons to be fearful it becomes it becomes your reality it becomes what you think is true because it's constantly coming in but really that's uh, an old school algorithm at play right finding oh if we if we send enough things here they may give us $5 and
0: the new the new school algorithm mm-hmm. is what I, now is going to fill my phone cuz i just played that video oh yeah you're going to get so many, like, many crypto oh, advertisements great <laughs> so so what's the, what's the good news? <laughs> what's the good news
1: uh, yeah. we, we've addressed. We've, uh, written is, down the problem. Is there good news? And I think we could start a little bit from the beginning and ask the question. So the big question is, well, how do we know what is true? That's we're going to try to get there by the end of the episode. That's the goal. Um, but I think part of the question starts with where
0: does knowledge even come from? Well. Yeah, I was so I was thinking that maybe if we we're talking about goodness, we should talk about the Bible. Mm-hmm. G- go ahead, Scott. I'm ready. Because <laughs> you're going to wonder what's true, right? Mm-hmm. I would think that you would start with what you know to be true. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we've seen His glory. The glory is of the uh, only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm. And so, I mean, yeah, it sounds very... You, you, what you'd expect two pastors to say when we're talking about say. what is true. But nonetheless, I, I mean, I think one of the things, you just have to have some kind of baselines mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. and Jesus would be a great baseline. Right. Uh, so let's start with that. And and if you want to venture forth from that baseline, you could venture forth to Philippians chapter 4.
1: Well, and I, just a, one comment in John. You don't want to venture forth? I, I, there, I want to venture in a there. second. Okay. I want to venture in a second. I do think it's pretty fascinating that... In order to describe the second member of the Trinity showing up into the world, mm. John uses the language of word or logos, or that's like a, it's, it's like a knowledge type word, and it's just an understanding yeah. of uh, a base, base understanding of how the world ought to operate. It's like a logos a idea concept, yeah. concept, and to have that be um, an originating idea for how we even talk about Jesus. Uh, as as full of grace and truth, we have more incentive to make sure we're ingesting truth than just, oh, I don't want to get tricked. Oh, I don't want to, I don't, I just don't want to get my money taken from me for the wrong reason. No, we belong to Jesus and he describes himself as full of grace and truth and he's the word. So we want to make re- really sure we're taking in truth.
0: You're just kind of pushing my buttons here, aren't you? That's what you're saying <laughs> over there doing because. What you just said was that Christians should have more reason Mm -hmm. to pursue truth and to make sure that what they say and believe and pass on is, you know, truthful and sure. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, you don't have to look very far to realize that it is um, the Christians in some reason, for some reason are, Uh, almost more susceptible to conspiracy theories and to things that are sort of behind the curtain. And I, I think some of that is we, we do believe that there is an invisible God Mm. who is sovereign over the universe. And, and we're, we're trying to figure out what he's doing in very practical ways. And so we're looking at unseen things Mm. sort of as spiritual people, Mm -hmm but then that just ends up playing out these unseen things where that isn't God's not doing but that the government's doing or that somebody else is doing or some philanthropist is doing or whatever and it it just ends up taking Christians down some rabbit holes where they they just sort of forget i right, think right about Jesus and start worrying about all these other things and so i, I i'm glad that you you said that and it just like, again, set me off a little bit mm. because of all the people that should be known for what is what is true and even verifiable, it ought to be Christians. Right.
1: Well, and picture it this way. In the checker game, I was just talking about with the left and the right. If, if there's something that's just verifiably not true and you who proclaim to belong to Jesus and you say, he's the logos, he's the word full of grace and truth, and yet you believe this thing that people are going, Hey, that's not, that's not true. What, what are they going to ascribe to Jesus? This, this one you say is full of grace and truth. And if you can't evaluate well, what you're ingesting, not, not in a Bible sense, but just in a news sense or in a, um, social media sense or YouTube video sense or whatever, uh, that's going to diminish your ability to proclaim your credibility to proclaim the truth of
0: Jesus for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's start with Jesus. And let's try not to set me off anymore. How's that, Eric? I'm two for two so far. I'm going to go for... This is like push my buttons day. But anyway, Philippians chapter four, verse eight says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, great place to start. Mm. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm. What if that was a grid for the way we read news? Right. What if that was a grid for the way that we approach uh you know political advertising or fundraising or you know right. like you mentioned clickbait or whatever and we start with what's true, what's honorable, what's just, what's pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Yeah. We'd read a lot less stuff, probably.
1: Yeah, you'd probably just naturally avoid a bunch of stuff. I have I have a friend who has his computer password as Philippians four eight. So every time he opens his computer, he has to type in Philippians four eight, which is just gonna wait. Okay, what am I what am I doing with this device? That's a good idea. Actually, I don't need to do that thing anymore. Whatever it was, I was gonna do.
0: Hmm. I hope. Yeah, that's a good idea. Now I have, people are gonna know how to break into my computer. Probably <laughs> everyone just uh, changes uh, the uh, password. Everybody. Okay, here we go. On three, <laughs> let's change the password. Oh, So you were going to go, were you going to go to philosophy next, Eric? Where were I mean, we can go? do a little bit of
1: philosophy if you want. Um, I know how you love philosophy. I love philosophy. I had a bunch of stuff in here and then you Scott like made me take guys. it all out. You like old dead guys. I, I do. I, I really enjoy reading old dead guys. And if if we're asking the question, um, we've given some reasons, Other the Bible told us to, and we belong to Jesus. Those are good reasons to make sure we know what is true. Uh, but another question to ask is where does knowledge come from? And if you were to kind of study that and, and hang out with philosophers and try to figure out how do we get knowledge, they'd probably say some of the places you get it is from the senses, from what you see and hear and uh, feel and touch and smell, um, what you bring into your mind with your senses. And they may say uh, there's, you can use your reason, you can uh, come up with an argument and, and, and gain understanding about something because you use reason to um, elucidate it, to make it clear, to make it obvious. There can be some some intuition, there can be authority that you appeal to. Obviously, when we went straight to the Bible, we're appealing to authority. We're going to start there first because mm-hmm. the God of the universe put this book together, so there's there's an authority there that is not in, say, your favorite news feed or whatever. Um, so there's a bunch of different— Well, my
0: favorite authorities are in those ads that are, like, below the news sites. Oh, gosh. Yes. Where you can— You're going to you- set me off. <laughs> You don't oh. think that's where I should th- I don't th- know. So you don't think no. if they were truly authorities that they would advertise there? That's really <laughs> a lot of it actually. Yeah. You know, whether it's vitamins or whatever, if right. if it's got to be a below the you know, below the article mm-hmm. with some, you know, salacious picture to get your attention, that's probably a sign that even though there's a PhD or a MD behind their name, Four four out of five doctors say Some, yeah. it, it should make you a little nervous. But anyway, keep right. going. I interrupted my my <laughs> philosophy is so deep. I just go to the ads. You're you're like doing something substantial. Senses potentially, reason, potentially in, intuition, authorities. Keep going. Yes. So Sorry. there's
1: there's many different inputs. And the back in the day, the philosophers would kind of um, categorize those things, and uh, Aristotle did a bunch of categorization of those things, and and tried to come up with principles about how we would know things. Uh, but one of the things that Plato talks about, which I think, pl- through the mouthpiece of Socrates, what Plato talks about, uh, that I think is interesting in this conversation, is the allegory of the cave. And maybe, maybe, depending on what high school or college you went to, maybe you actually read a little bit about this. Uh, My high school is actually in a cave. <laughs> you just lived it. That's right. Um, but in the Republic, Plato likes to talk about forms, um, and there are, there are ideas that we, we understand with our, with our minds and we, we look for them in the world and, um, we, we compare things to the form. So maybe in your head, you have a form of what a chair is. What, what is the ideal chair? And you look around and you see a chair and in a cave, not in a cave. Okay. Um, and you see a chair and you go, well, this is an okay chair, but the legs aren't quite like they should be, or the color's not right because you're comparing it to, what is the, the proper reality of this form of a okay. chair? Maybe, maybe the back leg is shorter than the front leg, so then you always fall down. Not a good chair, because mm-hmm. you're, you're comparing it against something. And one of uh, the, the allegory he talks about is the difficulty, uh, to describe the difficulty of someone who's sitting in um, the shadows and how hard it would be to explain reality to them. So he's got this cave. He's got people that are shackled to the wall. And behind them, there's they have a fire, and they're making basically shadow plays that go up against the wall. So as you're like looking, finger puppets, finger puppets yeah, and yeah, things. Okay. And um, you can you can imagine if if I live in this cave and my only understanding is just these shadow puppets on the wall. That that's it. That what it what is life? It is I don't know. It's these shadow puppets on the wall. That's that's okay. all of life. And then he uh, does this thought experiment where what what if someone escapes and they get out of the cave and they go outside and they see. They see, oh my goodness, there's birds in the sky and there's a sun in the sky and there's trees and there's leaves and there's animals walking around and people walking around and it's nothing like the shadows. The reality is completely different. And then the whole difficulty, the whole, um, the problem is how do I help them? Uh, He he goes back in the cave. How do I help them understand what is actually true? Because they are gonna base it all off of just their shadows. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he basically challenges it's, it's essentially a, a call for that is the, the difference we're talking about. We have people who engage reality and um, we want to figure out how, how could he, he talks about government. How can we put leaders who can see the reality and then help teach it to other people? And I think what we have going on in, in modern context is a lot of different shadow shadow plays. And mm. it's really hard to pull out and see reality, if, especially if oh, I'm, I'm getting really entertained by this shadow play. This is really fun. It's
0: kind of what I want to hear. Yeah, see, that's some of it, right? It, it somehow scratches that itch that I have mm-hmm. to enjoy this, you know, shadow, and then what is real. Mm-hmm. So, some of, some of the challenge
1: for us is that there are plenty of shadow plays to observe um, through your favorite news outlet or whatever, and. I think before we even ask, wh- how do we know what is true? I think part of the practice needs to be to create some distance. And we, we start with scripture because it's, wh- what is true, what is reality? Jesus is reality, Jesus is true. Um, and we need to be grounded in, in reality um, before we start evaluating, because I, I, I can only evaluate a shadow play if I know what reality is and I can I can work against that. If you that.
0: start with reality, then it's easier to understand right what's happening in the cave, is that what? Right, that's the other way. That's kind of the backwards way of talking yep. about, it, right? Yep. So cuz really if if you were to see like my dinosaur shadow puppet yeah. <laughs> or my birds, I mean, they're pretty good, but yeah. But really it, they're not going to make much sense. And I those... I've, I've seen some really
1: fascinating shadow puppets. It's pretty cool. Um and that and I, I've been talking about this for myself, but really you probably have friends or you probably have family who are really enjoying a shadow puppet show. And the challenge will be maybe you're sitting next to him at the at the dinner table, or you're interacting, or um, Lord forbid, you get in an argument on Facebook or something. That it's going to be arguing about the shadow play. And I, I want, I mainly want us to understand that that's kind of the distance we're talking about. It's it's going to be difficult because, um, because it's it's a you're sitting in a cave or you're or not in a cave, and there and there's some uh, there's some distance that has to be traversed there to actually be able to talk talk about things. So that's gonna be true when you're trying to help people. Um, but I also think it's probably true for ourselves and we would need to evaluate. I'm watching this play, mm-hmm. how do I know this is true?
0: So how do I know it's true? So see, Eric is the deep one. He's the one that's got old dead friends. Me, I, I, I looked up the question and found a website for kids.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> how, do
0: you, how do you help kids know what's true? And uh, we'll, we'll put a link to the, to it in the, in the show notes, but uh, they, they recommend really only three, three tests. And the first test is who said it. Mm. In other words, and it goes back again. So I, uh, to your ph- philosophers um, did, was there some authority that said it? Uh, was it somebody who had an extra grind or an agenda or uh again motive wanted to sell you something wanted to keep you on their website wanted to uh, get paid for clicks or something who said it and so that's a question and in trying to help a, a kid it, mm-hmm. is, there's a difference if your teacher says it or if your buddy says it right there's a difference and there's a difference in uh, or mr
1: roger says it or
0: the commercial said it right so that's first question second question is what is the evidence and so even if Mr. Rogers said it, you're going to try and weigh whether or not uh, that's true objectively. And, and some of it is, you know, you're going to try and evaluate, uh, the, the veracity, the, the reality going mm-hmm. back outside the cave to see, is this the way that the world is, uh, works or am I, is this speculation about how the world mm. works? There's a lot of speculation, I think, which is one of the things we're trying to address. And then, um, you know what what are the incentives that the person who said it might have? what evidence is there that they've mm-hmm. somehow um changed the narrative so that you believe something that's not true? in other words, you're just what how does it just fit with reality mm-hmm. and so they asked the the kids to think about uh think about that i mean if um and then the third thing the third thing I think is the most important in this discussion. And that is, do you want to believe it? Mm. You think that's kind of an interesting question to ask. What's the right answer? Okay, the, the really the right answer is no. I don't want to believe it, and I have to be faced with the fact that yes, what I don't want to believe is true. That's right. that would be the easiest situation. What they what he what they're telling the kids is that if you do want to believe it, that's when you have to be especially on your guard. Mm-hmm. If this does fit some kind of a story that you're already immersed in or already telling yourself, then you have to be really careful about uh, go continuing down that road. Because, you know, their thing is, if, do you want to believe it? If yes, slow down and check the first two questions again, mm-hmm. uh, who said it? And what are the, what's the evidence? And so I just thought that was really interesting because it seems to me that, that that's a lot of what happens to the grown-ups. Is it there's already something that they're inclined to believe or in, or want to believe about the world or about the United States or about the other side? That's a lot of it. That's who who is the enemy and what is the other side. And if I want to believe that, and I go down that road, and then I'm uh, then I'm in trouble. So that that's how they counsel kids, which I would love to counsel adults that way. That, I that was a really good idea. Well,
1: that and that makes me think of two things. Um, do you want to believe it? That reminds me of Jonathan Haidt. I think it's his righteous mind book. He talks about, um, reason rides an elephant of, I think it's the will he talks about and the elephant, the elephant's going, your will is going. And the reason is riding the elephant. And the reason, if, if you want to do something, if you want to believe something, your reasons just along for the ride, cause you're just going to do, you're going to, um, make yourself believe whatever you want. And to realize that and ask that question can have you pause a little bit and man, I really want this to be true and it's gonna, uh, cause if you really want it to be true, your evaluation, your desire to confirm is going to be way up and it's easy enough to go, "Oh yeah, that, great evidence. Oh man, that was fantastic.
0: Well, if you're on the, ele- I mean, I, part of the reason it tells that story, I think is if you're on the elephant, it kind of doesn't matter if you don't want to, the elephant's already going. It, yeah. And you're, you're going that direction. You're going that direction anyway. And and see, that's one of the things that, that I do sense in a lot of these uh, Christian political conversations, we're already going this direction. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't talk to me about right. a, any other reality, any other thing, because right. we're already on the elephant basically.
1: And, and the other thing I thought of, uh, obviously it's a question for kids. And if, if I get to a, what is the evidence? And I try to evaluate that evidence. Um, maybe the evidence isn't, isn't great and I have to do like extra research. That could be a lot of work. And I, I think the, the issue with our current context is that we are inundated. We are just overwhelmed by information and pro- probably too much, frankly. And because we have so much coming up, uh, we, the, our ability to evaluate is just less because we don't have time. We, we just have stuff coming in all the time. And because we are not careful with how much we bring in, the ability to ask the question, what is the evidence and actually give the time appropriate to evaluate, to think about it, just think about Cause it. Cause you, you and I have, you even mentioned it. you've been sent articles and I've, I've been sent articles before and okay, I gotta, I gotta research this. I gotta figure this out. Like, I don't actually have time for this, um, but maybe I really care about that person. Okay. I'm going to do some work. Um, and, and it's a commitment. Like uh, I'm going to actually work this out, mm-hmm. but I, I'd, I'd say that's, I say that not just to be, not just to be a downer, but to more consider how much are you intaking if Mm -hmm. you're intaking so much that you can't actually evaluate it and you're going to just um accept it without without evaluation
0: so is it i mean a couple couple questions on there one is it is all the stuff you're taking in in the same stream Mm. because really that's part of the who said it question Mm -hmm. if if everybody you listen to says it you're probably listening to everyone that's sort of connected right is there what would it sound like if you listened to other voices? So that right. that's part of the who said it question. But uh, the other, um, yeah, the other side is just, are, is there too much for mm-hmm. you to, to really mm-hmm. stop and think about it? And maybe we all need to give ourselves a little time out right. to, to read some stuff and then like, think about it. What, what yeah. are, Chew what on. is the incentive structure? What is the uh, case in which this would be uh, true or not true? Right. And uh, what would it take for all of these coincidences to really uh, end up in a conspiracy? I that's the mm-hmm. thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's good. So
1: recap of the kids question, and I like that you said timeout. It's like you're staying in the kid mode. Give yourself a timeout.
0: Well, yeah, I got another kid mode thing too. Oh so before we recap. Yeah. So before you recap? Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. So just if the if the source that um you find this. So who said it, if they're, if they're calling people names, this kid thing, right? Mm-hmm. They're calling people names. They probably have some credibility issues. Mm-hmm. So if they, if they're slapping labels on people, um, they're probably trying to somehow shorthand what is true. And that would be a good signal right, to double check the question of who said <laughs> it. So now you can recap. Sorry. No, that's great. I'm in kid
1: mode here. Love the kid mode. So just the, the, the kid version of how do you, how do you know it's true? Ask these questions. Who said it? What is the evidence? Do you want to believe it? And if yes, slow down and check the first two questions more carefully. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. Are there, are there any other kind of sub points we want to add to those? because we we have adult listeners, so there's that okay
0: too. so you so there's an adult test here right I'll let you say the adult
1: test <laughs> oh do you want to talk about the the crap test is that what you're the c r r the c r a a p test there is a c r a a p test yes that's from central Michigan university um i think it was the Miriam library um but kind of it really just makes bigger the the kid questions, really. and mm-hmm. the c r a a p stands for uh, currency, relevance, authority, accuracy, and purpose. So if I were to work through, okay, what is the currency? how how current is this information? Uh, that what is the timeliness of this information? Maybe I got a um I think I pulled something up the other day that was like four or five years
0: old and went, oh, this if this is true, oh oh, ah, five years old, never mind. well, i, I mean, I got two illustrations of that, that one was during, uh, during COVID, I was sent, a, a link that explained um, adverse effects of vaccine. Turns out it was, uh, from 2011 uh. that was way before even the particular vaccine in question was even created, mm. but that's, it was an adverse effect list and, um, uh, it just was not timely. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that was one. And then, um, I was just reading, uh, American grace, which is sort of a classic book in, the uh, uh, in the religious studies field, like what, what is really American Christianity or Christian religion, American religion about. And it gave a, it gave a statistic that, that and then it and then it essentially reflected hope that said mm-hmm. the uh, even though there is polarization inside the American church the church has not um drifted to those poles in other words it, there has the church hasn't sorted uh into the the polarized um echo chambers really mm-hmm. and uh, i mean it's a classic book and i just thought well, this is great and then I realized, oh, that book is from, uh, it was, I think he probably wrote it in 2010. Mm. And sadly, I mean, he, he was optimistic because right. the church hadn't sorted. The church has now sorted right? because of, through COVID, the church is now in these little pockets of uh, that they all believe the same thing and tell each other the same thing. And, but the currency of that stat right, was, it, for me, it, it's powerful because it's old. Right. Whereas it's clearly changed since then. So what if
1: someone were to write a, say an op-ed right now and quote that as a means for hope now, you go, Hey, wait a second. That book's from 2010. That's not, that's not appropriate. So that's a currency question. Next one is relevance. The importance of the information for your needs. Um, Some of this is, uh, I don't know who, who is the intended audience? What? why do I need this information? There could be a lot of fallacies in this scenario. You could just have a, an article that's just attacking someone. We talked about the, na- the name calling. Um, name calling is just an ad hominem attack. And it's, wait, that, that you want me to think a particular way about someone, so your name calling, um, that's not actually relevant to whatever story or whatever information you're trying to portray to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want you clearly want me to think a particular way, but that's, that's not relevant. Um,
0: do you have any quick? You don't have any examples. Oh, I'm kind of irrelevant on that topic, but <laughs> no. I mean, it, the, the thing is, if it is, the, the relevance can be determined not just by it. Do I need this information now? Mm. But is this information designed for, you know, just for me to have the information to make my own decision, or is the information designed or presented? To persuade me one way or the other, right? And see, then all of a sudden, it has a different level of relevance because it's relevant, kind of only for the presenting half of the picture or persuading me in a certain direction, mm-hmm. instead of relevant to to help me make my own decision. Right.
1: The next one is the first A in the test. Uh, it's authority. So, what is uh, the source of the information? Who's the author? Who's the publisher? Who's the um, who's the sponsor? We kind
0: of already talked about this too. I yeah. mean, is it, who, who is it? Yeah, yeah. Are they haven't advertised their credentials or do they have real credentials, yeah.
1: And and are they qualified to actually talk about what they're talking about? Um, you could have someone talking about elections or talking about climate change or talking about whatever, who, who are you? What do you know about this topic? Um, bu- building zoning laws, whatever, uh, anything. If you don't actually know about this topic, um, should I really be listening to you? And it says, I think thinking about sponsored content, when I'm reading through the paper or reading through a magazine, I have various different sources. Every once in a while, there'll be a multi-page um, sponsored content in the paper. And you're reading the paper and you're going, oh, I'm reading the paper. Then all of a sudden, oh, I'm reading an advertisement. This is three pages of an advertisement. I didn't, I didn't realize that. And my posture to it is going to be different because they, they paid to have this written like a newspaper article. Um, and that's something to be aware of.
0: Really? Yeah. You get surprised by that? No, I'm not. Well, you don't like get halfway through. No, I, I'm just not like, read like it. How, how do you get halfway through that? No, no, at least, at least like, uh, I mean, I look, I look for that. Oh, you should. I actually yeah. look for that in, in what I'm reading is, is this sponsored? And I'll just, I'll essentially skip that. Right. But, um, yeah, the authority is is important because one of the things that happens with this authority question is that people um, how do I don't want to say will dismiss an authority too mm. uh, kind of prematurely. They'll they'll label it'll be an ad hominem
2: mm-hmm. argument
0: that mm-hmm. that authority is on let's just say the left and or that authority is on the wrong side mm-hmm. and therefore they can't be trusted. Well you have to probably do a little more due diligence than just identifying, you know, what block that person is part of. Right. There's, there's more relevant
1: information than just what side of a checker game you play on. Mm-hmm. And also, so sponsored content aside, um, there's also, if we're talking about news, there's opinion journalists and there's reporters and they're very different. And you need to make sure you know what type of re- writing you're reading. Am I um, am I listening to an opinion journalist, which is going to be commentary and um, opinion and uh, really rhetoric and persuasion, often, or a reporter, which is more, more? Here's what we're doing. So, can, how do you tell that? Can you tell that by the title? Often the title. Um, like like what,
0: what would be the case? Like a like even, in the
1: title of a of the article or, yeah, or just title of the article? Oh yeah. Um, usually they'll usually an opinion article or opinion, um, headline will be a little bit more. Um, it'll be hotter. It'll, it's going to be a hotter take. It'll be
0: like the real story.
1: Well, behind. yeah, that's probably an accuracy issue, but, um, but something and putting me on the spot right now, uh, I'm trying to remember the ways, but so I just pulled up the wall street journal, uh, and the top thing right now says us secretly alerted iran ahead of islamic state terror attack okay so that's news i'd probably want to know about that but if i go to the opinion section that's just kind of a statement of facts um the the first one that pops up is no task force can save harvard that's that's an opinion that's a
0: that's a different way of talking about things than. um so what you're saying is that it isn't necessarily a fact that right. no task force can save Harvard. Right. Perhaps. Perhaps a, it could be a, a yeah. task force could. They're make, trying to argue that a task force mm-hmm. can't. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I this need to one read says, that differently. Right, and this
1: one says Nikki Haley should go for broke. Okay, that's uh, that's not news. That's that's an opinion, and someone's going to try to persuade you that 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 should be the case
0: because of the word should mm-hmm. in the title. That is yep. a good clue, right? Yep. Okay. So
1: there you go. That's that's the fastest I could do. Good. <laughs> So authority, uh, the next A is accuracy. The rely, so you want to evaluate the reliability and truthfulness of the information that's being presented. Just like, just like what is the evidence? That's if you go back to the kid question, Mm -hmm. um, that, uh,
0: similar thing there. So good authority. Yeah. I mean, authority and accuracy show up all the time. Mm -hmm. Those are the things. Mm -hmm. Right. And the last one's purpose. What
1: is, what is the goal? Um, you're reading this thing. Uh, the, the author has intentions. The the institution has intentions. The um, the company probably has intentions, and they're giving you information. Why are they doing that? And biases. And biases. Too, yes. 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 And so, and some of those are known. Um, so you you read say you read the Wall Street Journal or you read the New York Times. They have a particular bias. It's usually pretty forefront in the way they. Uh, Posture, the way they even organize things, and if you know that, okay, now I'm aware. I, I'm aware that um, the Wall Street Journal generally is is favorable in markets, and their whole their whole reason for being is to inform people about how markets are moving, so that people can make good investment decisions. And the New York Times is um, going to have a a liberal emphasis to it as well. And, the, and the, the stories they choose and the things they talk about are going to have that emphasis because they care about those things. Mm-hmm. So if I engage that, I, I, I should know, what does this institution care about? Why, did, why does the Atlantic exist? Why does the National um, National Review exist? Uh, they, they have particular ends that they're trying to accomplish. Um, and if you're, if you're paying for them, you're, uh, prob- you should know what their, what, what their aim is. I would also say, If you're not paying for news, their purpose is probably a little bit different. Their purpose is probably at some level to keep you engaged because you're the product at that point. If I keep you engaged, I can sell advertising because we have, we have 1 million people watching our show, or we have um, 1 million people reading our articles. And if you're not paying for any of the stuff you're engaging, part of their purpose may be ad revenue. And the main goal is going to be, how can I keep you reading or watching or listening Um, Because so is that a different
0: goal than the truth? Uh,
1: They they could be opposed to each other potentially. Um, It it depends on how the institution is set up. It depends on why why that place exists. But I I, that's that's one I'm always want to be aware of. If I'm not paying for this, um, the purpose of this. You have to be on your
0: guard, right? If you're not paying for it, is basically what you're saying. Okay,
1: right. And I think this is a helpful five step test to, to work through and we're talking about being on our guard as if we're engaging information that we um, don't already agree with or, or might try to trick us. I also think this is helpful to do on the stuff you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I pay for uh, various sources and uh, engage them regularly and really enjoy them but every once in a while I just kind of pause okay am I, am I just letting these people um, push me to believe what they, they are talking about. And I, and, and I, am I still able to evaluate whether it's current, whether it's relevant, whether it has authority, whether it's accurate, whether their purpose is appropriate. Can I still do that? Or am I just completely bought in and, and unthinking and uncritical in the way I engage it? And I think that's, that's a question we should ask ourselves.
0: Well, it is. And I would, so this can sound terrible, but I think you should ask this question at church too, mm. because, you know, you don't know, right? What, essentially what you're being sold when you've got a preacher up there mm. and uh, I mean you and I have been just reading the same book mm. uh, and they talk about a Hebrew word mm. and they cut put kind of a modern meaning to that Hebrew word mm. and you know th- that there's no way that that Hebrew word meant that in your Hebrew Bible
1: right
0: but, you know so so knowing that, uh, not everyone would know that, but knowing that I'm on my guard about this book. Then I'm able to stop and pause and mm-hmm. think about, you know, uh, the original meaning of that Hebrew word. How does that fit that new meaning they're wanting to give? And is there anything that I can take away from that? So I have to think about it. But just hook, line, and sinker saying this is the, this is the meaning of the Hebrew word. You, right. you, the author just couldn't do that, even though he did. Right. And you get that in church too. And right. somebody will say the Lord wants us to do this, or you know, it's like like the video that we started with, mm. right? The Lord told me, and then you're then you're just buying stuff, and you don't know why you're buying it, and you know whether it's Hebrew words or Greek words. I always counsel pa- preachers mm. not to use those because they're more misused or as often misused as they are used well. And so, right. anyway, I think I think you got to use do this kind of um, all the time. Yeah. And, um, well, and, and that's a good example.
1: You brought up a book. Um, just because someone wrote a book doesn't mean they're right, doesn't mean they have authority, doesn't mean they're accurate. Just because someone put together a whole video or, or has a podcast, or has even. a podcast, oh, don't,
0: don't let that out. Right. That's a little secret here. Or
1: created a documentary or did anything that looks impressive and substantial and wow, surely this is accurate because it's so substantial. No, that's that, uh, 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 impressive is not a characteristic of uh, this is true. It could, it could be impressive and c- cessational and amazing and false. Okay. So I, it could
0: be boring and true. It could be other. boring
1: and true. Okay. Yes. So I think that's uh, worth, worth thinking about. And, and I also want to note that uh, we just listed out a bunch of stuff and, oh, oh, I have to ask these questions of the things that are coming in and that just sounds hard. And I'd rather just not think about it and let it come in. I think, as you do this, as you have practice, as you gain experience, it becomes easier. And as you evaluate, um, Scott mentioned the book we're reading. We're, we, we've read a few books, and as we're reading this book, it just it came up as a flag. Like, wait a second, I don't think you can do that. And because we've we've read enough books and and worked at this, it, it becomes faster. It becomes a quicker thing, so you can evaluate on the fly, and you kind of get a feel for it too. Um, oh, that 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 seems like it's kind of a stolen authority thing, or this doesn't seem like it's accurate based on the, the language they used, or, oh, this is more of an opinion piece masquerading as a reporting piece. So be, be encouraged. If, if you practice this, um, you'll get naturally better at it. Anything else? I think that's probably enough. I don't know. Do you think? I think, I, I think it's a lot, and I think people should evaluate what we said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we just need to be quiet, and let them think about it. Yes. Right? There you there go. We go. That's what we just recommended. There we
1: go. Well, that sounds good. So, there there are some questions to evaluate our future podcasts and the future things that we say so that you don't miss those future podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review does go a long way to getting this to other people. Share it with a friend. If you have questions, send them to comment at com, And we look forward to the next conversation.